This podcast audio is from episode 11, The Boy Without a Partner, from my YouTube channel, Being Happy Anyway with Glenn. Also available on Instagram, Facebook, and the website, beinghappyanywaywithglenn.com. To see the visual content featured in this episode, please visit the published episode on beinghappyanywaywithglenn.com. What do you do when you feel abandoned and alone? How do you find the resilience to keep going when things don't turn out as you had hoped or even planned? Maybe you'll do something like I did years ago when my dance partner didn't show up. In 1979, I was a senior in high school. In January of 1979, I was an active member of my church group, and I was called in by my bishop and asked if I could be the ward dance specialist, youth dance specialist, and that Christine Stevens, one of the young women in our ward, the Oak Grove First Ward, would be the representative for the young women, and that Brother Gary and Cherie Scheide would be the adult dance representatives. I said, yes, I thought that would be fun. I had learned a little bit to dance. I would watch American bandstand sometimes. I'd watch Soul Train and try to imitate the moves. And Christine was nice and cute and fun. And I thought it would be good to do that with her and with the Shiteys. So the Shiteys would pick up Christine and me every Saturday morning for probably four or five Saturday mornings. And we would drive from our East Bay town of Concord in the San Francisco Bay Area to the city of Oakland, where we would learn dance steps to several different kinds of dances. We learned the square dance, the cha-cha, the Charleston, the Latin hustle, and our favorite was the swing. We sure love doing our swing dance. Thanks to one of our youth leaders, Keith Thomas, I have this picture. And this is me right here with, you see that mop of hair? That's me. And Christine, my partner, is right here. And again, thanks to Keith, we have this picture of the youth back in the day visiting Alcatraz. I'm one of the guys with the peace sign with brown hair and glasses, hair parted in the middle. For several Saturdays during the spring of 1979, Christine and I continued learning those dances that I told you about. We did them over and over again. And then eventually we went back to Concord and we taught the youth that you saw in those pictures, the dances. Since I taught so many of my friends how to dance, I learned the dances pretty well. The day came that our local ward, the kids in those photos you saw, performed those dances for our parents. We had a lot of fun, but we were really excited because a couple weeks later, we drove to the beautiful city of Oakland. Look at the view. You can see San Francisco across the bay. Right here, you see a building called the Oakland Interstate Center. And that's where the Oak Grove First Ward would join the other wards from the Concord Stake to perform the dances. The other wards from Concord, Walnut Creek, and Martinez. For a total of maybe about 150 kids. That night, a lot of uh, friends and family came. We were very nervous to do the dances. Christine and I didn't get to dance together. What Gary and Cherie Shidey did was put us with a partner that maybe didn't do, know the dance quite as well, since we had done it so many times. So I was partnered that evening with Donna. 
we were excited for the swing dance to come up. There was a little bit of confusion before we started the swing dance because as that big group of kids had gotten together in the afternoon, the adult leaders had told us that what we were going to do was the boys were going to be on one side of the gym and the girls on the other. We would run to our spots on the dance floor. Then we would find our partner and start dancing. The beginning of the swing dance, we did something called some butterflies and there were about 16 of those. I remember asking, what happens if we can't find our partner? And they said, just start dancing and eventually your partner will come. Now I'll read from my diary. We were all preparing to do the swing and it was mass confusion. I was asking everyone, hey, where do we line up? Hey, how are we supposed to go in? No one knew. I also asked someone where my partner Donna was. They said, oh, she's in the bathroom. She'll be right here. Anyway, then Stuart and the boys decided that we would line up against one of the walls, and then we would run in to meet our partners when the music started. As I was running in, I noticed I couldn't see Donna. I started doing the butterflies without knowing whether she was coming or not. Remember, I had been told, just start doing it and she'll get there. She wasn't there, so I just continued doing the dance. As I would wiggle down and do the tunnel, etc., I would hear the crowd cheer. I thought, boy, they really like this dance. I remember thinking, what should I do? Donna isn't here. Should I walk off? Should I just keep dancing? Well, the good thing was I knew the dance by memory. I had taught so many people how to do it. And I thought maybe it would be too distracting to just walk off the floor. And I thought, you know, there's like 100, 150 kids out here dancing. Probably nobody's noticing. So just keep dancing. So I decided to keep a smile on my face and just, you know, give it a little extra hip thrust here and a little spin there and just enjoy the dance. After the swing dance was over, the crowd roared and there was a standing ovation. I thought, well, they love that dance. I love that dance too. I think it was all of our favorite dances that night. Then we did the finale and Donna showed up. She never told me what had happened. And to this day, I don't know. I guess she was in the bathroom, like somebody had told me earlier. But Donna and I danced the finale together. Then the MC came up, and I'll read from my diary. It says, then some man came up and said, one more hand for our youth. Clap, clap, clap. And how about that invisible girl? Clap, clap, clap. And her partner. The crowd roars. Is he here? Come on out. I then walked out to the front and took two bows. After the prayer, pandemonium broke loose. Everybody and their mother shook my hand and said with gleaming grins, great showmanship, you made the whole thing, etc." Sister Shidey then came up to me and hugged me and said, I did it perfectly. She said, I really looked like I was doing the tunnels, etc." Then Sister Walker said, the thing that made it so great was that I didn't even know all the clapping and laughing was for me. I didn't even know they were laughing, by the way. I then proceeded to the chapel where all the boys kept their things and someone said, there he is. And all the boys started clapping and cheering. I loved every minute of it. My diary entry actually starts saying, tonight was the greatest night of my life. It's really funny to me because when Donna wasn't there, I thought, hey, this isn't good. I don't know what to do, but just keep dancing. It's just funny to me that a night that at that moment I probably thought that was going to be one of the worst nights of my life because my partner didn't show up. According to my diary, it was the best night of my life. And I think I enjoyed 
the attention. I think I enjoyed being congratulated. And I wanted to make a comment. I think a lot of times when we talk about attention with children and teenagers, we think about it in a negative way. I think, oh, they just want attention. You know what? What's wrong with giving kids and teenagers attention if they do something well? I think as a teenager, a lot of the attention that I had received from adults was negative. I was one of those kids that sometimes got in trouble, sometimes talked back, sometimes did a few things I shouldn't do. And so I got plenty of attention where I was getting kicked out of things and told to sit down and quiet down and stop doing what I was doing and not to crack jokes. So I think it's nice for kids to get good, positive attention. And I'm glad I did. And I hope that you and I, well, you know, I don't know how old you are, but people that that are my age. I hope we're kind to children and I, I hope we're kind to teens and I hope we give them lots of words of encouragement. The next week I got a card that I've saved till this day. It says thank you to the boy without a partner. Do you have any idea how terribly special you are to every person who attended our steak dance festival? Well you stole the show in the most positive way I know. Tenacity and a desire to participate. My compliments and sincere thanks for hanging in there. Sincerely, Anna Politis, Concord Steak Dance Choreographer. That card meant so much to me. Why have I kept it after all these years? Because I learned as the adults gave me positive attention and said, way to hang in there, way to keep dancing, way to do the moves, you know, way to shake it. It made me feel good. And I think that lesson has served me for the rest of my life. Because you know what? Sometimes our partner doesn't show up. There are some people who thought they'd have a significant other and be married, and they don't. And they're dancing by themselves. And some of them are really rocking it and being happy and living a life that maybe is different than they thought it would be. But it's still good. Others married. Married someone they loved. And maybe that person left them, abandoned them, was unfaithful to them, hurt them, abused them. And they may be raising their kids all by themselves. Other people may have lost their partner to death, to disease, to addictions. Other people's partners may not fully be there. They get ignored and neglected and are lonely. And that's just in romance. What about friendships? Sometimes friendships end. Sometimes business partnerships go bad. There are times in life we have to go it alone. I remember going off to college by myself and not knowing anyone. I remember going off to serve a mission in Peru, not knowing the language very well, not knowing the customs. I arrived on Thanksgiving Day looking for turkey. There's no turkey in Peru on Thanksgiving. Duh. But you know, when you're young, you don't realize those things until you get there. I know all of us at times are alone, whether we're married or single, and there are some things that we do alone. And I hope that we can just do the very best that we can. And that sometimes some of our darkest days may turn in to some of our brightest days. I have another comment about my teenage years. I'm gonna read to you the next how May 20th diary entry starts, just so we remember I was a teenager. I'm kind of tired and depressed. That's how it started. <laughs> so emotions are fleeting, aren't they? I felt great the night before, though. When we have to go it alone, I hope we're happy anyway. One of my siblings, while single, 
bought a season ticket to a concert venue near where we lived. Since they got just one ticket, they got seats in like the second row. And they saw many famous artists up close. Sometimes being by yourself can be better. I hope that whatever life gives us, we can find a way to be happy. We can find a way to smile. And we may find that some of our hardest times can turn into some of our best times. And now we will sing along to the song that we danced to that night. It's called Jump Shout Boogie, and it's by Barry Manilow. Find the video version of this podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or on the website beinghappyanywaywithglenn.com. This channel does not provide therapeutic advice. It is intended for informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional medical diagnosis or treatment. Please seek advice with licensed therapists in your area.